Heavenly Father, um, it has been uh, a dark time uh, for, for a while um, le- leading up to the events of this week. And um, a lot of us have never seen uh, our nation so divided. It's been this divided before, but a lot of us are young enough that we've never seen it this way before. And that can be scary and that can be threatening and that can make us feel really uneasy. But right now, as Christians have been doing for a couple thousand years, we wanna pick up the mantle of your grace and your love and your peace and your unity and we wanna show a different and better way. Help us to do it because uh, our flesh, our spirits get angry and sometimes what we wanna do when we get angry is just lash out at everybody but right now we need to show a different and better way. Help us to do it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we continue on in our series uh, on Abraham, as we're walking through his life, uh, I wanna kinda start out with this idea that we all, every single one of us, has a desire to bless our children and to bless the people uh, that, that we love. We all have that desire. You bless your kids, your grandkids, your friends. As a matter of fact, we just finished a season, the Christmas season, where we spent quite a bit of time and money and energy trying to figure out the best way to bless the people in our life that we love. Uh, Lila's birthday was back in November, and uh, one of the things that we bought her uh, for her birthday was this eight-pack of Disney princesses. Right, all the Disney princesses, these little dolls about, about this big. And I remember on her birthday, I love seeing her reaction. Uh, she plays with those dolls almost every day. And it makes uh, Cheryl and I so happy to see her excited. Why? We have a desire to bless our children. We have a desire to bless the people that we love. A few years ago, Sam was just starting to get into Legos. And he and I ran across these Scooby-Doo Legos uh, online, and we were both like, I mean, it's a child's toy, but I was like, we have to have these, you know? Uh, we, we, We have to find these. And they were really, really hard to find. And I was searching one day. I came across them on Amazon, and they had all of the sets. And you know what I did? I bought them all. Bought every set I could find. Why? We have a desire to bless the people that we love. And he and I put those sets up all through the Christmas season that year, all through Christmas break. We have a desire to bless our children. And here's the truth, theological truth. God has a desire to bless his too. And this text that we're gonna study today in Genesis 12, as we're studying the life of Abraham, this text is full and rich and amazing when it comes to the subject of blessing. We're gonna learn how it works. We're gonna learn what it's all about. Uh, And I want to read this whole text kind of all in one piece uh, from Genesis 12. And then we're going to kind of unpack it kind of idea by idea and really kind of drill down deep on the idea of blessing. Because here's what I know about you. It's it's the, the, the same thing that's true about me. We all have a desire to be blessed. We all want to live a blessed life. And this text is going to kind of show us what that's all about and uh, how we get there. So here it is, Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, 
all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now, here's the amazing thing uh, uh, that, that we get to do in this day and age. We get to kind of reverse engineer the Bible. We get to read it back, uh, backward, and because we get to do that, we get to see Jesus in this text, the story of the Bible. We talked about this before, but allow me to do it again, that we know that through Abraham and through this call in Genesis 12, that God eventually builds an entire nation. That nation has tribes and laws and prophets and priests and kings, And through that nation that God spends a lot of the Old Testament building, through that nation, the tribe of Judah, the line of David, Jesus is eventually born. And Jesus is indeed God's blessing to the entire world. Right? Consider that just for a moment. His teaching is a blessing. Think about the incredible blessing that Jesus has unleashed on our world just through the stories that he told, all right? We're not going to talk about commands, and we're not going to talk about uh, the theological depth of his teaching right now. I just want you to consider for a minute the stories that Jesus told and the blessing that they are. The story of the prodigal son, the story of a young man who asks for his inheritance early. He leaves home, and the Bible says he engages in wild living. He hits rock bottom after he spends all of his inheritance— And he realizes that he has to come home. And he comes home, and his dad is waiting for him and throws him a party. And this story is a reminder to us, to all of us that are far off, it's a reminder to us that God is waiting for us. He loves us very much, and we can come to him. And when we come to him, heaven throws a party. The story of the Good Samaritan. This is a story that Jesus told about a man who was beaten and um, a man who stops to help another man who was beaten and robbed. And it reminds us, this story reminds us that the high calling of our life is to love our neighbor and to serve others. The story of the unforgiving servant. This is a story about a man who is forgiven a debt of millions of dollars. And he leaves the forgiveness of that debt and he goes out and he finds a friend who essentially owes him five dollars. And he refuses to forgive his friend. And it's a reminder, this story is a reminder, that we have been shown grace upon grace upon grace, and we are called to show that grace to others. Jesus' teaching is a blessing. His grace is a blessing. To know that we are forgiven, and we are free to have the relationship with God we were created to have in this life and in the next is absolutely amazing. His resurrection is a blessing that he rose from the dead and he promises that someday through the power of his spirit, you and I, he will raise us from the dead and we will live forever with him. But beyond that, that same spirit that, will ra- that rose him and someday will raise us, that same spirit is at work in us right now. And so what that means is during a very difficult season, you are able to persevere, you are able to remain faithful, You are able to live on purpose because the spirit that rose Christ from the dead is at work in you, so his resurrection is a blessing. Jesus has been an incredible blessing to so many people throughout human history here, the the last couple thousand years. And the text points toward Jesus, but I want us to remember that also in this text, we see the way that calling and faith and blessing, how all of these ideas kind of work together. And let me show you this in the text, right? There's a spiritual equation that happens in this text that you see all throughout the Bible. And here's the spiritual equation. There is a call that requires faith 
that results in blessing. That's the equation. There is a call that requires faith that results in blessing. You see it in the story. The call was for Abraham to go. That's the call. Go, leave your country, your family, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Abraham went, he acted in faith. So so there's a call that requires faith and it required extraordinary faith on Abraham's part to leave everything. And the blessing that would follow is that a nation would be formed, that land would be given, that there would be greatness of name, and that blessing would reach beyond Abraham and his family. So there's a call that requires faith that results and blessing, and we don't know for sure how this would have played out because this isn't how the story plays out, but I think we can probably assume that if Abraham passed and he stayed home and he refused to go, that the blessing promised in verses two and three probably would not have been a reality for Abraham and his family. There was a call that required faith that resulted in blessing, and sometimes we want this in reverse. Right? Give me the blessing, God, so I can know you're for real, and then I'll follow you. I remember when Sam was really young, uh, he was out of screen time one day and there was a show that he really wanted to watch. And he was asking and kind of begging for more time. And it was, I think in the fall and we had a bunch of sticks down in the background. And I said, why don't you come to the backyard and help me pick up sticks for about a half hour or so. And that'll, I'll, I'll give you the amount of time that you help me and that'll give you enough time to watch your show. And he really wanted to watch this show. And he said, well, How about you let me watch it now, and I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, when the show's done, we'll pick up sticks after. And here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I was born in the morning. It wasn't yesterday morning. (laughs) I'm not falling for that trap. No way. There is a call to pick up the sticks that requires faith that I'm going to do what I said I would do, and it will result in blessing 30 more minutes of screen time. And God often works this way. Let me show you this text from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And bless those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There is, a rec- there is a call from God that requires faith. So let me give you a couple of examples from this text. So meekness requires faith, right? It, it requires us to believe that God is in control of all things. And because God is in control of all things, I can humbly serve others. I don't have to be in control of all things. God's in control of all things. I can serve. Pride requires no faith at all. Pride allows me to push my own agenda, my own ideas, and it requires that people serve me for my own good and my own benefit. Meekness is God's call on our life. He calls us to be meek. It requires faith, and it results in blessing. The meek will inherit the earth. Peacemaking, as we have found out this week, peacemaking requires faith. Peacemaking is an attribute that says, I understand that God is on the throne and he is the judge, so I don't have to be the judge. 
It frees me up to build bridges. It frees me up to make peace and show tons of grace because I know that God is the one true benevolent judge. So peacemaking is God's call on my life. It requires faith, a great deal of faith on my part to be a peacemaker because I'm trusting God to be a God of justice, but it results in blessing that peacemakers are called the children of God. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness requires faith. It requires uh, that I see God as a good king who tells me and shows me the right way to live. And it might be different than the way I was raised. It might be different than what our culture says. It might be different than what my friends are saying. But we, we trust God. I trust God. So righteousness is a calling from God. It requires faith to pursue his righteousness. But it results in blessing. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. So you see this all throughout the Bible, but even in a more specific way, I believe that God is daily putting a call on your life when it comes to your job and your relationships and the way that you raise your kids, the way you interact with your spouse. There is a call. It requires faith because faith is always different and different is hard. But that faith, when you follow God and you're obedient to him and his will, that faith will always result in blessing. Now let me say this about this equation real quick. There is a call that requires faith that results in blessing. You're gonna be tired of me saying it by the end. Maybe you already are. The equation is not, there is a call that requires faith that results in love. That's not the equation because here's what I need you to know. You know God loves you today, right? You know that he loves you wherever you are on that equation. As a matter of fact, his love, he is trying to use his love to draw you to him. He loves you so much, exactly where you are today. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. So we're not talking about his love. His love, you can be secure in his love. We are talking about how blessing comes into the life of somebody who walks in faith. That there is a call that requires faith that results in blessing. I think sometimes we end up especially after a year like the one that we've had, I think that there are some times that we end up wondering and questioning whether or not God is really a blessing God, whether or not he's good, whether or not he gives good gifts. And when we feel that way, usually one of three things is true, and one of three things might be happening. The first is that maybe, if you'll just allow me to push into the camera a little bit, Maybe we haven't responded in faith to his calling. Remember the three words from last week? So Abraham went. There's a call that requires faith. So Abraham went. And maybe we haven't went. <laughs> maybe we haven't responded in obedience to his command. Maybe we haven't taken that first step of faith. And so blessing hasn't followed. There's a call that requires faith that results in blessing. Maybe we have responded in faith. This is the second option. And God has blessed in an unexpected way, and we don't really see it as a blessing. I think this happens a lot, that God's ways are not our ways, and so he blesses in some way, and we just don't have the eyes to see it. We saw this earlier in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be satisfied. They will be content. Contentment and satisfaction 
is a blessing from God to you when you pursue his righteousness. But we might be tempted to think, man, God, I pursued the right thing. I did the right thing. Like, I was hoping for more. I was hoping for a new job or a new car or a bunch of money. And it's important for us to remember that God is not Drew Carey from The Price is Right. He knows what we need. He knows how to bless. And he gives really good gifts to his children. So like I said, we have a desire to bless our kids, but we have a desire to bless our kids for their good. So you wouldn't give a bunch of cash to a teenager struggling with an addiction? Is a, is a bunch of cash a blessing? Well, yeah, it is, but not to them. You wouldn't give a bunch of cookies or baked goods to a kid struggling with diabetes. Are baked goods a blessing? Yes, but not to them. You wouldn't give a new car to a kid who demonstrated that he or she couldn't drive well. Is a car a blessing? Yeah, but maybe not to them. So I think we sometimes lose sight of this that there is a specific way that we want to be blessed and our benevolent, gracious God is sometimes like, let me bless my own way because like what you want, I can't give that to you. That's going to become a God that you worship or that's going to seriously disrupt and hurt your relationship. It's going to distract you from your purpose. The answer to that blessing is no, but allow me to give the good gifts that I know you need. So Jesus taught us this prayer. He said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is a simple prayer that reminds us that God's will and God's desire is what matters most. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Blessing comes from God and he knows how to do it well. So sometimes I think he doesn't exactly bless us the way we wanted or anticipated. And so we, we have a hard time seeing the blessing that he did bring. And the third thing that might be going on is what's going on in our story today. And that is that God is going to bless us in the future for our faithfulness. And we're impatient. That's the third reason we might sometimes say that, man, is God a good God? Is he a blessing God? It's because he's anticipating a blessing in the future and we're just getting impatient waiting for it. We're not good at waiting. Remember what the promise was to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Blessing comes from God. God is gonna make a great nation out of Abraham. And the problem, of course, is that Abraham and his wife have no children. And I'm not gonna to pretend to be this amazing Bible scholar, but here's what I know. It is hard to build a nation when you have no offspring. And so part of the story of Abraham that we're gonna see unfold is that Abraham has a hard time trusting God to bring about blessing in the future, and so he helps God out some. He brings Lot along, right? God told him to leave his father's household. He brings along Lot to secure himself at least one heir. He says, all right, if for whatever reason God doesn't bring about blessing like he's promising he's going to bring about blessing, I'll have Lot and he can help me kind of form this nation. Um, later on, uh, Abraham and his wife decide they're going to have a child uh, through one of the servants and both of these things go horribly. 
Abraham gets into significant trouble when he pursues blessing outside of God's will. And we do this sometimes. We get impatient with God not bringing about the blessing that we think he's going to bring, and we attempt to bring blessing on ourselves. So we say things like, well, I'm gonna take the job because it's more money, even though I have this kind of bad feeling about it. Or I'm gonna marry, we'll call him Mr. Right Now. Or I'm gonna push forward my agenda. And it almost always goes badly. It is better to trust God for his blessing and to wait for his blessing that might be coming in the future or, or is coming in the future. And it's better to rely on him for his blessing. So I want you to see the purpose of the blessing in Abraham's life, because I think this is true for you and I as well. As God's kind of promising, I'm gonna bring about blessing, here's what he says. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. The point of the story is not just that Abraham is going to be blessed, He's going to be blessed big time. We'll see it as the story unfolds. It's no, the, but the point of the story is not just that he's going to be blessed. The point of the story is that he is going to be blessed in order to be a blessing. And we can see this in the long term, right? We've already talked about how through the line of Abraham, through the nation that God builds through Abraham, Jesus comes to be. This is the part of the story of Matthew 1. You ever wonder why when Matthew is getting ready to tell us the Christmas story, Matthew doesn't start with angels or shepherds or the miraculous. Matthew starts with a list of names. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, and then a whole bunch of names. This is Matthew's wink and a nod to the Jewish people to say the promised blessing has come. God had promised Abraham blessing into the future to make his name great. And Jesus is the promise, the ultimate promised blessing that was to come. But it's also true in the short term. As the story unfolds, we will see that Abraham gets quite wealthy with land and money, and the point of that was not that he would hoard it for himself, but that he and his family would be a blessing to the people around them. There's a call that requires faith, that results in blessing, and it results in blessing for us to be sure, but also results uh, in blessing through us. It's blessing for us, but also blessing through us. And even in a year that we just finished, 2020, I think even in a year like that, we can see some blessings that have come. And the question of blessing becomes, how can I take what I have received, whatever it is, how can I take what I have received and be a blessing to others? That is worth considering as we get into 2021. Let me show you one last element of the promise to Abraham and how this equation plays itself out. God says to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the world will be blessed through you. This is the promise of protection, that there's a call on your life that requires faith, that results in blessing and at times it will be hard and difficult. And here, and this is true in Abraham's life, and it's true in your life as well. Anytime there's a call that requires faith, it at times gets hard, and at times it gets difficult. And here's the promise to Abraham, and I think this is true for you as well. He says, there will be people in your life that see God's call on you, and they will be a blessing to you. 
So there are people that will kind of see, oh, God's called this person. God's working through this person. God has a call on their life. And they will see that and they'll bless you. And we've all had people in our life that have been that way. The encouraging word, uh, the well-timed gift, the note when we needed it the most. And there have been people in all of our lives that have said, man, I see how God's working in you. I see how God is working through you. Now let me be a blessing to you. So there's always going to be people like that. And here's the truth for me. I don't just want to be the recipient of that. Although I have multiple times in my life. I don't want to be the recipient of it. I want to be that guy for other people. Don't you? I want to be the guy that looks around and says, man, I see how God's working in you. I see God's call in your life. And I want to encourage you. I want to financially support you. I want to help you. I want to be a blessing to you. And this is, this is part of Abraham's story. It is person after person that, that sees God's call and ultimately is a blessing. But he says there's another type of person as well. That they will see God's call in your life and they will be, they will be a curse to you. Uh, they will be a curse to you. There'll be people in your life that will curse you and discourage you. You're confident in God's plan. You know what God has called you to do, but there are people in your life that are opposing you and they're opposing his will in you. And we've all had people like this in our life as well. The negative, the nasty, the discouraging. And the truth is, uh, this uh, word to Abraham really comes true in their life in terms of whoever curses you, I will curse. And, and the way this kind of fleshes out is how many really negative, nasty, opposing people do you know that are super happy and content? Right? Not very many, because this just kind of fleshes out in life that when you're kind of oppositional and nasty and divisive and angry, uh, you don't tend to do super well in life, but here's really the, the point of all of this promise is look, look at what God says to Abraham. Despite them and despite their curses, the promise comes. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And Abraham, all the world will be blessed through you. Amazing. Their curses, their negativity, their opposition will not stop God. That's God's promise to Abraham. They will not stop God and his promises and his plan. God will do what he wants to do. So here's what I would say to you. <laughs> it's hard. Don't become overly consumed by the cursing person. I know it's hard, but God is gonna accomplish his will and his goal and his plan. You be faithful. See, when, when, when you see the opposing, negative, kind of nasty person, the knee-jerk reaction is to become kind of oppositional, negative, and nasty back to them. We just saw this play out in our world over the last week. That is the human tendency. You're oppositional, well, I'm going to oppose you back. You're nasty, I'm going to be nasty back. You're negative, I'm going to be negative back. And we do that, we do that, because in our heart of hearts, we're afraid that they're going to thwart God's will in our life or in our world. They're not. God is in control, and God has a plan, and God's going to do his thing. And you know what happens when you realize that? It frees you up 
to be faithful. Like Abraham, it frees you up to be faithful. And it frees you up to have a different response. That you're being negative, I'm gonna meet your negativity with positivity. Right, you're being nasty, I'm gonna meet your nastiness with kindness. You're being unkind, I'm gonna meet your, your uh, you're being unkind, I'm gonna meet it with grace. And it allows us to have a different response to the negative, nasty, cursing person. Not because we're special or good, but because we trust our God. And we trust his plan, and we trust his purposes, and we trust that he's the judge of all things, and we trust that, that he's going to bring about justice. Now to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Abraham just kind of had to leave that in God's court to do that. And it freed Abraham up. He didn't do it perfectly, but it freed Abraham up to say, I'm not going to take God's role in this world. I'm just going to be faithful. I'm just going to be faithful. And there'll be people that come into my life that see God's call and they'll bless me. There's going to be people that see God's call in my life and bring about curses. But I'm going to trust God to kind of manage all that, to be the judge of all that, to handle all that. And I'm just going to walk in faith. There is a call that requires faith that results in blessing. It's true for Abraham, and it's true for you. It is. It's not the same call as Abraham. Abraham's call was unique and different than yours and mine. But there is a call in your life and in mine. It requires faith. It requires a ton of faith to trust God. But it results in blessing. It results in blessing. So let's step into that this year. Let's step into it in 2021. Let's step into our calling. Let's step into faithfulness. Let, let's step into blessing. Be faithful, be obedient. Let's follow Jesus wherever he leads us this year. Let's be blessed, but also let's be a blessing and let's see what happens. I'm glad you joined me. It's, I don't like preaching to an empty room. <laughs> I miss you, but I'm glad you joined us. And uh, I'm glad to go through this sermon with you. And I want to pray for you. And then I'll leave you time at home. And you can kind of handle communion uh, together as a, as a family or, or whoever you're with. You can kind of handle that on your own. But let me close this out in prayer. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your word. That there is a calling that requires faith that results in blessing. And would you help us to remember that? Would you help us to walk, help us to walk in it? Help us to be uber focused this year on our faithfulness. Help us to be uber focused on our faithfulness and leave everything else to you. And we just want to respond to your call. We want to respond to your vision. We want to respond to everything that you're doing in faith. You'll take care of the rest. And if blessing needs to come to us or others, you'll bring blessing. If discipline needs to come, you'll bring discipline. But we're going to leave all that to you. And it's going to free us up like Abraham to just say, that's in the Lord's hand. That's in your hands. So I am choosing to be faithful. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you for being here. We'll see you next Sunday online only. 
online only next Sunday, uh, hopefully some music. If there isn't, uh, if we're not able to have music, I still will not be doing it. But hopefully we'll have music. Uh, God bless. Have a great week.